0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media. A good story is a good story. Hosted by Marsha Casper Cook. Live shows every week with interesting interviews in the entertainment field with writers, producers, directors, and screenwriters. There's also
1: shows about newsworthy topics and group discussions about writing tips. To help writers reach success. New to the show are conversations about personal struggles and how to feel good about yourself in today's world. One thing's for sure, it's always a lively conversation and lots of fun. So sit back and enjoy the show.
0: Hi everybody, it's Marcia. We have a great show today today. Jack Remick and Eleanor Parker-Sapia. And they've been on before, and they're both award-winning. And it's going to be a great show. We're going to be, as usual, an off-the-cuff conversation. And before we start, let's see. uh, Next week, we have uh, Kathy. Kathy is going to be on again with the Summer Fling. Kathy Goldwyn, there was a Spring Fling, now we're Summer Swing. A fling and there's a lot of writers and there's a lot of readers that help each other with reviews and reading books. It's a it's a really good event, and I think that it should be good for all authors. There's still room to sign up if you'd like. Uh, Kathy was on the show talking about the fact that I did not love being in these and I don't, but I'm going in again for the summer fling because it really you could meet a lot of really good reviewers and authors, so I'm going to be doing it now. So that should be fun. And um, let's see what else. Oh, yeah, and after that, I'll tell you a few other people just so we get. Uh, C.D. Glory will be on on the 12th, and uh, then Kathy Goldwyn will be on again with other authors. We're going to have surprises because people that are in the fling, they're going to come on and talk about their books a little. And so that's that. So we have a whole few weeks of really exciting shows. And uh, Mm. Eleanor? Yes. Hi, Hi, Jack. Hi. Hi. Jack, do either of you hear an echo? Yeah, I can hear it. No? No? No, Okay. just want to move. I
1: am hearing an echo from 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 Jack's side. From Uh where?
2: From Jack? Jack. You hear an echo from me? Yeah.
1: Now I hear you better. Yeah, it was very okay. low, and I've got my volume all the way up. I hope that's working. If I can
2: fix that, Okay. Okay.
1: I am hard of hearing, no. anyway.
0: No, but you know we ha- I've had this a few times, so now yeah, I have I a new number all. for Black Talk. So I think it should be good. Is everybody? Can't. Is everybody? Eleanor, do you hear yes. now? I can hear. Yes, I can. Okay, Jack.
2: Yeah, I can hear you. But let me hear okay. you. There as long as
0: there's no echo, because that, yeah, that was not fun when I had the echoes. <laughs> Eleanor's daughter yeah, was wonderful. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. that was. I know. Tough. It happened two shows, but I have yeah. a different number now to call in after all these years, so it should be fine. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Eleanor, back, Hello? Hello. So, Eleanor, tell Hello. tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure, I'm uh, I'm a I'm a novelist, poet. Um, I started my career in art. I was a watercolor painter, collage. I did a lot of pastels and did I exhibited for about 20 25 years. And uh, when I realized that the paintbrush wasn't really saying what I wanted to say, and I've always loved a good story. I come from uh, grandmother and a mother-aunt who are fabulous storytellers. Uh, I was that kid that always sat at their knee just begging for one more story. Uh, and I realized that I, I was journaling at the time, and that turned into um, A Decent Woman. Um, I had an outline. I'd never written a novel before never even dreamed of it. And it started as a tribute to my grandmother for her 90th birthday. And everyone I sent it to, family members, said, you know, you might have, you might have a novel here because I had listened well. So, so I think that's how I started. Um, and I still go back to art every now and then when I'm feeling a little uh, insecure about a part of the journey in this, my third book. Um, it's called The Laments. It's very, it's very intense book so I sometimes feel a little like oh my god where am I going and art really does bring me back to center and I realize how much my paintings resemble my writing they're very hyper realistic um, they are not I can, I can do a lot of impressionistic work but I'm happiest when something looks like what it is and that's funny because that's what I do with my novels as well
0: right 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 Right. I mean, everybody has their own issues, you know, and whatever gets you through to finish the book, which what we are going to talk about today, and Jack is going to tell us a little bit about himself, and then we are going to talk about that, because that's a very, you know, it's starting the book, finishing the book, and really, it's a journey. So, Jack, tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
2: Okay. Well, let's see. I've been writing for quite a while, Uh, written a few novels and short stories, and my latest uh, is a piece called Pieces, P-I-E-C-E-S, which isn't mm. a how-to write, but a book about, I think of it as a book that writes about the long and arduous road from experience to fiction. So it's, mm-hmm. a, it's sort of a, uh, aimed at people who know what they want to do as writers, but sometimes don't have the techniques to help them get over the hump and the middle of the that are getting in the way. Uh, I have a novel mm. coming out right now from Sidekick Press. Lisa Daly is a publisher there, and it's called Man Alone. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's oh wonderful.
1: I just finished reading it, Jack. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: kind of writing um, over the years I have written a number of novels that have women protagonists from a woman's point of view like Citadel was all about yeah. women uh, mm-hmm. and the custard was I think,
0: I mean, you know, being, you know, a lot of men, you know, uh, sometimes aren't as open as women are. You write women really well, and um, mm-hmm. so it's probably with time for you to talk about men, but, you know, not every man can write women as well as you do, you know. And uh, so I think, and I think what sometimes you don't say to people is how many awards you've won, and how you've helped writer after writer after writer after writer Mm -hmm. get their work out there, help them with different techniques. And you know the techniques. Mm -hmm. A lot of us just write. We don't really look at our work as techniques. You have your Mm -hmm. own techniques. And a lot of us Mm -hmm. just simply write, but you have techniques. And you do with your blog, you know, Bob and Jack's blog, you know, I think people don't realize how many people you have helped, and there are list is long. The list is long, list is long. Yeah. you know, and it many really guests is. on my it show is. are people you have helped get to where mm-hmm. they need to go because authors tend to, you know, people may think their egos are. You know, they're very, you know, because they're out there, they're talking, they have large egos, but a lot of times that's really not the case. They're not sure Mm -hmm. of themselves, they don't know how to finish a book, uh, they want to start it, but they say they're going to start it. So I think when we talked on the phone yesterday, because as everybody knows, when you come on the show, we talk about what you want to talk about because you're good on all subjects. Eleanor and I know this because we both know you (laughs) well. And. So I mean, and in some of the books that you've done, there's the techniques that you use that nobody else uses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Different fonts and all. So, I'm. Mean, what gives you like? What? How do you let yourself just be free like that and do what you want to do and not be stuck on what you think you should do?
2: Well, there, there in every story, there are actually three stories. I think. One, there's a story that the ego wants credit for. You know, I wrote this. Look at me, how wonderful I am. Then there's a story that's in there that's deeper, and that's the story that needs to be told. It's the one that drives you to the computer or to the paper, and you write it. Right. And then there's this third little story Mm -hmm. in there that's in the reader's mind, and they, they want you to write the story that they want you to write, and you've got to get over that. You know, I think that most writers, I've felt on this for a long time with a number of writers, you've got to get over the need to be loved if you want to break out into new space. You've got to be yeah. like what mm-hmm. everybody else has written. So when I, you ask me how do I write about women, well, I try to find the woman within me. <laughs> All right? Uh, yeah, Exactly. Her yeah and go that way, and I look back sometimes at some of the things that I have written about women, and I say, I honestly do not remember writing that, and it's only yeah. lately that I've begun to understand what is happening in our brains when we go into that space where we lose the consciousness of being conscious, mm. go into the deeper space where the unconscious dictate. And so one of the ways that I get access to it is by writing everything longhand, using the techniques that Natalie Goldberg outlines first in writing down the bones and then uh, other writing that she has done. She comes up with something called monkey mind. And monkey mind is that editor that lives in our brain that says, "Oh, you're no good. You're writing the worst crap in America. Put your pen down. You're no good." And he says, "If you write that down, you will really find out that it's really your third-grade teacher telling you to stop <laughs> your and cross your teeth. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's if a you sensor. put her to
2: sleep and get out of the way, then these characters uh-huh. will talk to you. Right. Yeah. So yeah. 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 a woman, a yep. female character. I, I wrote really, I wrote my heart out in Citadel, and I let me let me just track over here one thing. In Ellie's book, uh, A Decent Woman, she goes into women in in different states of being and states of. That's I true, agree. Because that's real
0: life. That's real life. And that is real it life. It is real life. Real life, life is, is like one minute you could feel mm-hmm. one thing, and the next minute you go, you can change your mind. I mean, I can change my mind in the same sentence. <laughs> People will say, what are you yeah, talking about? Because in my thought process, I'm thinking of one mm-hmm. thing, and I go, wait, a minute, got another thing going on here. And I think yeah. that happens sometimes you know, to people. I, and I, I think that's what way. Go ahead. You mm-hmm. talk about that, Ellie. No, you I was just going to say that. that the inner, yeah. inner.
1: that's okay. I think the, the inner voice is so important um, to writing yeah. because, like Jack was saying, and I appreciate the kind words, I am interested and fascinated with people and their behavior, why they do certain things and what made them change their mind. I think that so much time spent or enough time spent in thought um, is so much a part of writing. I think to me it's critical to, to think about things and to write a paragraph here, a paragraph there that may be disjointed from what I'm working on, but I, I, let, it, I let it go. Um, I think this paying attention, and I found that with Jack's characters, that he will, um, he spent, you can tell, that he has a lot of self-knowledge. Like he understands himself and he understands human nature. Um, And his characters get in our heads as readers. They get in our heads, whether they're male or female, they get in your head because they're believable because we love them, we hate them, you know, we're afraid of them. And I think yeah. what is really important to do as a writer is to go to the shadow, the private, and the ugly sides of who we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that what Jack does is force us to look at ourselves. Um, and, and I felt that way with reading um, *Man Alone*, and it reminded me a lot of *Blood* because I was I was really frightened by Mitch and Squeaky, which are two of his characters. Mm-hmm. And but it was like a runaway bus. No, no you're know, you not can... afraid
2: of those guys. You're not afraid, really.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not afraid. But I I was afraid of what they were going to do next. Even though in my gut I'm like, he's going to do this. And right. you know, and you just but when it happens, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe it. But your characters are unforgettable, Jack. They
0: are. They well, show from the home. page, right. That's what every writer hopes is that their characters uh, are good enough to remain in someone's mind. Absolutely. You know, that's what, that's Absolutely. what writers need to strive for. And not, well, see, I think, you know, uh, a lot of people that I've talked to lately and, always, and in the past, mm. too, I mean, just they're worried about reviews. So when you are writing a book, mm. and if you are so afraid mm-hmm. of your reviews, you can't let yourself mm. go. Because yeah. I remember one yeah, time, Jack said, Jack, you remember one time what you said is if you get a review, if you have a review and somebody says they don't like the book, you're not going to write mm-hmm. it again, so get over it. <laughs> right. and so I always remembered that because you said that a long time that's... ago on one of my shows, and I, and I never forgot it because... Once it's out there, it's out there. That's it. You're not writing a game because someone says, oh, I don't like this character, I didn't like this. It's there. And you don't have to change it because that's the book. That's the character. That's who you wrote about. It is. And that's what I find people, what do you tell people, Mm -hmm. Jack, when people are constantly worried about reviews? I mean, that is what people are worried about.
2: You know, it goes back to the old kind of notion of don't answer your critics. You know, don't, do that. don't yeah. do that. What you have to do is, well, let me give an anecdote that I, I picked up, I don't know how long ago. Thomas Mann is finishing uh, Dr. Faustus or something. I don't know what he's finishing. And uh, it, it, they said that when Thomas Mann finished a novel, he put a period at the end of the last sentence, rolled in a new sheet of paper, and started the next novel. So what that means is you can't look back. You've given birth to this wonderful thing called a novel or a poem or a yeah. screenplay, and mm-hmm. you have to let it go. But I think that what people are worried about is letting it go too soon. That seems to be one mm.
3: of the big things.
2: People are so anxious to be loved and so anxious to be in print that they let the work go and then too early, and then they get a bad dream, and they say, oh, if only I had, say, if only I had done that. So what I right, describe right. for writers is Natalie Goldberg's notion, get out of the way and let the characters tell the story. You know, just get out right. of the way. And let right. tell you, you yeah. on, go to that deeper place in your mind where those characters live and let them out. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, definitely.
1: I definitely I, and I like I like a Russian a Russian tragedy so that's already in my makeup.
3: <laughs> I
1: I like a good deep you know you know pull out your heart and stomp on it kind of thing. So no, I'm not afraid of that. But what I was going to ask, um, following on what Jack was saying about the writers getting out of their way sometimes with with early writers and and it has certainly happened to me that um you'll find an editor who will say well um you know i don't i this is not the type of beginning we should have you know we should have backstory in there before the reader gets going, and some will you know insist on no prologue or or a prologue or or there's lots of description that we need and I like to just jump in with an imminent sense of danger and doom <laughs> like." Something yeah, is well, going right, to happen. Right. You know, I may not say it in that many words, but I want to give the impression that this is a, you know, it's it's a, it's a, what's the word I'm searching for? It's just imminent. Something is in the air. It kind of feels creepy or, you know, whatever. So sometimes with young writers, and I was certainly one, because I'd never, you know, had no instruction. I was a self-taught artist. I'm a self-taught writer as well until I met Jack, of course. And, I have been sidetracked and, and you know, just started to doubt myself when something that's instinctual in me, what I wrote, they wanted to change immediately with adding backstory, with, you know, a flashback or something that it didn't resonate. And then you spend months like, just like, oh, my God, is this, you know, should I, shouldn't I? So I've I have had over the, I started writing in 2000 and it still happens to me, like I have to just, sit down, and I tell myself, if this is happening, then I'm not ready. I need to do this, you know, in a different way, or I need to um, be more committed to what I have written. So it's a lot of just self-confidence and learning. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and I think it doesn't matter how long you're writing. I think sometimes it just takes, you know, if you're writing a, a series, I have a lot of people that come on the show that write series, so I decided I would try mm-hmm. And um, I did the first one and the second, and by the third, I was, I hate this. I can't do it. But I was going, I couldn't Mm -hmm. do it. And I needed to get these characters somewhat together because I had done a screen plan them, and all these years I couldn't get them together. So I did the third one, and I had a really hard time doing it, and I got it. Okay? And then I said, I am Mm -hmm. never doing a series again. I'm done. Then all of a sudden, I got <laughs> to the end of the third. It's not out yet, but it will be. And I went, oh, my God, I have to know what's happening next. Somebody, Oh, the wedding. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well I, you know, I got, I got to one part, and I went, oh, I, I added something at the end where I went, like, oh, how did that happen? And it came up, and I went, like, well, I need to know about these people, so now I'll be doing a fourth. So I think what the object is, you can never really say never. You know, because I, I say a lot, that a lot, I go, I'm never doing this again. Can I finish this? Or You know, I, I really had a hard time, and I got it right, I think. And You know, uh, I sent it to my editor, and I had a first editor that did it, and uh, she did another book for me, and a, you know, and it was fine, except for the fact when I read mm-hmm. it, there were a lot of things that mm-hmm. I wasn't happy with, and I said, because Jeff Fleischer has always done all my editing. So, and I said, mm-hmm. what about... What happened here? And she says, well, she thought that it was not good if she told me some of the things I did wrong because that would be rude. And I went like, what? I've been in this business mm. over 20 years. I've had mm. rejections and screenplays. I've had options. Really? But you've got to tell me the truth. you do. You got to say. Oh, absolutely. Is this, mm. Yeah. Is, and so I thought you're tell you're doing this but if you're not going to change tell me what I did wrong then this is not good. Mm-hmm. so I'm not i right. you know I'm doing it you know I sent it to Jeff and he will do it you know he's writing his own book right now and he will do it but he knows me well enough that he can tell me and we'll work it out you know uh,
2: mm-hmm. he knows how
0: I write and so I felt like why it's not rude. It's the way an editor has to do this. You have to say, like, is, is this right? Are you thinking of that? Why? You know, and right. I never, that, I didn't that's, understand that's it because I thought, there. right, I thought it was different because mm-hmm. we had done things to, before together, and I went, and now I think, well, did she just leave it there and not tell me? You know, because that's the mm-hmm. thing you don't know yourself. Sometimes you're writing and you think mm-hmm. it works. And one of the problems with all the rewrites that we all do is sometimes when we're rewriting a lot, we think we put something in and we didn't because the story is so much in our head. Can you talk about that, Jack, Mm -hmm. a little? Because when we know the story so well, why Mm -hmm. do we still leave out things when we're doing a rewrite? How does Mm -hmm. that happen to people? let Let me
2: jump in there and say something, Marcia. Yeah. I have maintained for many, many years that there are kind of like, you know, several phases to getting a novel out.
3: Right.
2: First is that wild writing that you do and just let her rip and see what comes. And then that's mm-hmm. later uh-huh. you get yeah. the discovery draft. You kind of have a sense of how the story is going to develop. And then you work the novel of what it is that you have with all these techniques that you've learned through time. And then finally, you get into the rewrite, and there mm-hmm. is where I think the art really emerges. And I have a phrase I say: the art is in the rewrite, and discipline yeah. is your obligation to the gift. Yeah. If you don't yeah. have the discipline to rewrite, you know, and yeah. you're lazy mm-hmm. and you don't think about. You think, well, it's good enough. Well, the way the world of writing is right now, good enough is not good enough. It right. Doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't
0: yeah, two. I
2: agree. Yeah, and I rewrite
0: and rewrite. But, you know, there comes a point, you know, and I do rewrite a lot, you know, but there is that point and sometimes when you rewrite and rewrite, there is that time where sometimes the story is so in your mind that something that you thought you put in, you didn't because you did it like three rewrites before. So that is and you yeah, have to be it's careful. hard to remember. Things. Yeah, it is hard to yeah. remember. I think it's...
1: The hardest part has been for me in the last, uh, I would say the last two years, is keeping everything organized. And um, I would just have one main, you know, the main manuscript and another one, another file or document would have um, chapter one. And then the second document had chapter two. I actually learned that from Jack when I was part of his critique group, which was, which was excellent because that was easier than going into the main manuscript and, and, and messing with it so much that you lose the essence that was already there that you may want later on. So I think yeah. that was really a great tip from, from Jack yeah. To, yeah. to have the chapter one. And, uh, and it, it does get complicated. That's like my biggest question when I, when I meet other writers is how do you stay organized? Um, because yeah. I used to write longhand, and now I'm relying on Word and, and what's the other one, Doc? I can't think of what it's called. Yeah, um, Google Doc, the Google Doc, you mean? Yeah, Google, Google Doc, yeah. exactly. So yeah. that's that's a, it has to be an art. It's just so hard to keep it all together and remember what you
0: said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Especially if you write a lot of dialogue, there. too. And, you know, you can't, yeah. you know, it, there, there's a, and description, you know, there's there's a lot of things that go into a novel. I myself, and I, I think one, what people have to know is themselves a little better. Like you can say, like mm-hmm. I would say, like I don't think I'm that. I don't do description. I do a lot of dialogue. I'm not as descriptive as I think I should be. But when I put description, mm-hmm. I go like this doesn't even sound like me. So then I just go back to that because I was a screenwriter so that's how I get that. You know, we all have different things so we have to just, you know, try to improve or try to just write the way we write. Like Jack always says, Jack, right. I mean, you give people advice all the time but you always say keep the voice of your, you know, in there. Don't, you know, just yeah. be who you are.
2: Right. Right. Well, one of the things that I that I have learned to do is when I think unfinished What I do is go back and do a a series called Writing About the Writing. It's sort of like uh, a personal review of of the novel. You know, this is a story about Gabriella, who was a, she did this. And so you just write about the writing and, and not in the novel, but about the writing. Like you're on the outside looking at this thing that, okay, what have I done? Okay, I did this and I did this and and these characters want and they they discover things. So just so you see, so you you're writing sort of like an essay about putting the novel together that's already put together. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
3: yep.
1: yes, absolutely.
0: Novel.
1: Like a like a summary. Forward. It is
0: important.
1: It is yeah. important. It really is more yep.
2: than, than a summary. Yep. It's a you write about the writing. And in that process, mm-hmm. this will ring bells with you. You at that point, point, and some point in there, you discover the spine, the spine of the story. A lot of novelists, mm-hmm. first thing about finding the spine. Screenwriters live by the spine. You know, mm-hmm. there's a, a story yeah. that that uh, uh, Sidney Pollock who did you know a bunch of really great stuff, he came up. To
0: the yeah, he was great. One yeah. time.
1: Did you say Sidney, Sidney Pollack?
0: I couldn't hear. Yeah, I loved him. Yeah, Sidney Pollack. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He came to,
2: to, to Seattle, and he spent one hour talking about finding the spine in Out of Africa. And he said, I did not know what the spine was until I was shooting the third reel.
0: What? Well, wow.
2: Then yeah. I discovered that the, that the spine... Out of Africa, the movie is possession, dispossession. And suddenly yeah. the world opens up, and you look at it and you think, oh, so when Denison comes into Africa, she's rich, she's got money, she buys a coffee mm-hmm. plantation, she owns servants, she's going through men like, you know, a, a gigolo through money. And then it's at Meryl the Street. end what happens, you see that won't love her. she has to sell the farm because it's burned up, she's lost her money and there's Sidney mm-hmm. Collins telling us he's an artist of the first order and he's saying he didn't know what the spine was until he got to the third reel well novelists have got to find the spine or they don't understand the sequence of metaphors that live inside
1: the mm-hmm. that is so true I remember something you told me about the laments which is the, my work in progress now and from just a couple of, uh, we would we would meet once a week, and each of us would bring forward uh, two or three pages of whatever we were working on, and and of course didn't take Jack long to find the spine of anything, and he said, <laughs> oh, this is about you know, the insiders and the outsiders and the outliers and a community where a young naive uh young woman comes into already an established uh community and 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 that just that alone like gave me such direction you have no idea because I did not know at that time and that was like two years ago what what in the world I was what is this world I'm creating and Sometimes we have so much in our heads with dialogue and place and um, voice and characters and plot twists, and that we forget just to go to the essence. So that was really that really changed um, changed the story for me when I could hone in on that because that was what it that is what it is. <laughs>
2: right, right, and, and a I think you know story because you as a writer understand the metaphors that you're using. And, like, in right. Gabriella and the Widow, it took me a long time. It took me a lot of writing about the writing to discover that the spine and Gabriela and the Widow is thick and thin. You know, when we see Gabriella she's thin, she's emaciated, she's poorly dressed, she's barefoot. When we see the, the Widow for the first time, you know, she's rich, she's got money, she's got houses, she's got a past, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So just they, they yeah, well, you know, I think... That's so yeah, I was going to say, I think,
0: mm. Sydney Pollack, you know, I was thinking the other day, I was talking to my husband about this, because sometimes when I'm watching a movie, a series, whatever, and I look at the scenes, I'm going, this director did such a great job with this scene. I I don't know if anybody's watched, it's called The Bear. It's really good. Not it's yet. No, not yet. It I, is, heard of it. I, I am telling you, on the first series, it had a series, it was, he, uh, he was one of the um, the main character was in Shameless uh, that was a that was out for years and years but anyway so it's a really great story. the first part of the series was great now this is season two well now what they did is after they introduced all the characters and what they were you know what they were doing they went in to really what happened to them in their life. To make them mm-hmm. what you know, to make them who they are, and how much trauma was in it. And I, there was two, uh, two of the series, two episodes. One of them was so intense. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. They had a lot of different people in, this. and
2: yeah. they came
0: in because oh, it was yeah, it was. Uh, they they added some characters like they put in you know the main character's mother, and they had a Christmas dinner that I don't think I've ever seen anything like Hmm. it at all because i always say you put people at a table a family and oh my god what could happen because they're all they're (laughs) all in trauma and they're all not happy and they Mm. went to this and i said the director i it it, it had to be so insane because it could never have been on the page it had to be what the director told them to do and there was so much in it that it was so heartfelt that it was, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen the, that episode was incredible because all of these people that they created in the first part of the series, they all had problems, issues, a lot mm-hmm. of them. But then when they went to the second part, instead of just complicating the story, they just went for what each character, how they got to their place. And it was Wonderful. So I think even when you're writing a book, you have to get to the character, the family, how they're, what I write a lot of relationships and things like that because it's all mm-hmm. about the family and how you got to where you are. We can't forget right. that we all right. came from a family and there's a lot of emotion in characters because what happened in their life. Mm-hmm.
3: So, mm-hmm. you know, and, for and me,
0: that's, yeah, just, go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, So, yeah, I think that's one of the things. So I think, Jack, what you bring out in authors is you try to tell them to get to that place where mm. you're not comfortable, really. But you got to do it. Well, you got to be
2: uncomfortable. you got to live on the edge. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. think it so. was like when you know, Ellie's book, The Laments, she's got a couple mm. of really complex characters. They're all going to a religious community on this island and their lepers. And uh, mm-hmm. I won't, won't tell you the rest of the story, but what she discovered mm-hmm. there, what I call the polymorphic character, she should be this, but she's really this. You know what right. I
0: mean?
2: Mm-hmm. So, and she yeah. looks like this. Yeah. And, and I, she, think,
0: that that's this way I that think
2: she discovers. I love remember, love Ellie, that, that, that scene yeah. where she's writing, where you, you have her in the laundry room, you know, yeah. was such a vivid scene because it was both the inner and the outer, the up and the down, and the good and the bad, and all those polarities mm-hmm. were working just in that one scene, and it was beautifully complex. Mm-hmm. Just lovely Thank you. And yeah, I think that's, that's
0: what some that's, writers that's, miss. Is, they miss that. Mm-hmm. They miss. Yeah. I like the complications.
1: I like complications because yeah. we are so complicated. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and just to write. Flat characters. I mean, yeah. yeah, you couldn't pay you couldn't pay me to do that. <laughs> do
0: yeah, it. no, but, you know, and I found you know that when I, even when I was writing this series, I found the character this the Samuel Warrenton, my character. He was he's not like my mm-hmm. father, but when I'm writing him, I feel like he is. Mm-hmm. And when the oh. when the narrator when the narrator did the audio of my book. And I went like, mm-hmm. where did? How did you get to that place that I really liked that what he did? He said, well, I like, he's mm. an actor that I like too, and who I would have said could have been in this part years ago, you know. And I went like, and I knew what I was thinking. And he went right because that was yours. But he was saying that when he got when the narr- when the narrator's narrating a book, they the best thing is if they get to the character to make it Absolutely. real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it and, and I think it's, it's important. A- I think family matters, mm-hmm. and I think what happens to us in our life is sometimes from trauma. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a show like that. Uh, I met a woman a years drama. ago, and, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a show like that. Maybe you want to come on that show, Eleanor, because I'm going to have a show <laughs> like that about fa- family trauma and what happens to people in the past to get them to where they are, and, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have that because that's a real live show about people, not mentioning names, but how people right. live with trauma in their lives and what that's makes corrupting. them a certain way, and mm-hmm. Jack, you have, because Jack gets there all the time. It may be hard, like he's saying, but he gets there because he lets himself. He does. That's when I Absolutely. met when I met him the first time on a show. I couldn't believe what how he was talking to people at that time. That's a long time ago. Oh, it's probably fifteen years that you let yourself go. Don't mm-hmm. stop. Just and, and these, and these characters and these characters
3: <laughs> are part of
1: us. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they I call them my kids. Because we all have our, you know, golden light side and the side that we show people, and the side that we, you know, at work we show one face, or in our, you know, in our friends and situations. But really, that this also comes from me. All the negative, all the ugly, all the, you know, the the narcissistic side that you know mm-hmm. people always say. Well, you know, we're we're mirrors of everyone, and it really is. It is. It is us. And I I enjoy all parts of myself, whether they're negative or not. And I'm constantly <laughs> I'm very self I'm very self aware. I'm very self aware. Um but and I do beat up on myself a lot because I'm the type will, you know, have like an argument, I'm like I'll think about it like, Oh my god, I could have said this, I might have said that But that's so much like a character. The character goes to the same exact yeah. thing. It's agonizing. Um, and why are they treating me badly, or or why can't I leave this man or woman? Why can't I, you know, find the strength to do this? Well, we all we all go through that as well. So Jack, it, I want to you know, I
0: want to Jack, how you get to that point in your own writing, how you get that deep. Okay, because well, you get can
2: deep. Can I ask you? Your, a you go first. Yeah. Kelly? Uh, are you in yeah. position right now to read us a little bit from your work in progress? I'd like oh, to oh yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. I you
1: do. I do. It's uh,
0: go right ahead. Thanks.
1: I actually had a. I was actually working on it today, so. Um, it's going. To, it's going to sound disjointed because a couple of other paragra- paragraphs in between. But this is what I. This is new. This is within, I say, like a month. Um, and I don't. I don't know how to. What's the word? This is the screenwriting way of introducing you're just, you're it. You're at a stage um,
2: where you can have those kinds of contradictions in the work, so don't worry about it. Yeah.
0: Let's, right. Let's okay. what you're doing. Okay. This is a work in so progress. I this is what's going on. Go ahead. That's it. There's your introduction. Yes. Go. <laughs> yes. go, for, go for it. <laughs> Thank you. It's called The Lament. <laughs> so,
1: soils carry memories, captured and trapped between layer upon layer of sediment, formed by the riches and spoils of century of war and crime, the sweetness of life and the stench of birth and death mixed with the bloody entrails, feces, and stinking carcasses of butchered animals and rotting skeletons of the daily departed, the soil of the northern coastline of Puerto Rico carries centuries of a proud and painful history, depending on which side of the massive northern wall of the colonial city you happen to live or work. Stretched across 600 meters of rocky coastline east of Cementerio Santa Maria Magdalena, and down the coast of Calle Nozagaray sat the squatter settlement of La Perla, the pearl, nestled between the massive Spanish-built stone walls of the two fortresses flanked by the rocky coastline of the Atlantic Ocean and the massive northern stone walls protecting El San Juan. La Perla had risen on the original site of an abattoir called El Matadero, the killer. Despite its luminescent, Oops, I almost lost it. Hold on. Oh, my cursor is going nuts. Sorry about that. Despite its luminescent name, a piteous history enveloped La Pedra, It was not a pearl by any stretch of the imagination. How could it be? Laws required the slaughterhouse, especially known as the killer, and the cemetery be separated and contained um, behind the walls. Of course the laws intentionally or unintentionally separated and contained the poor from the wealthy in deplorable living conditions. But in reality it was more like the wealthy from the poor. Most locals agreed nothing good could ever come from living on the original site of El Matadero, the only slaughterhouse in Old San Juan and next to a cemetery. But the derel- oh sorry, but fishmongers, fishermen and the feones toiled day and night selling meat and blood-profit hearts and livers to restaurants and hotels and the rich. They joined San Juan's undesirables, the forgotten of San Juan, who lived side by side in ramshackle shacks without running water, plumbing, electricity, or protection. The sewer system was the ever-present colony of sharks that patrolled the waters in front of La Pedra in search of the garbage humans threw out, or the blood, urine, semen. Birthing fluid, shit, poison, ash, microbes of human beings, soils do carry
0: memory. Wow. So that's, that's a part of it. It's pretty heavy. So let's, you know what, how you get to that is probably because you're a poet, too. That's the thing, right? right? That's how you get got there, I think. Well, I think, I you're think you know, when
1: people say... Yeah, I think it's when people say, "Oh, I'm a part of all I've met or all I've done." I mean, I've worked with refugees. I've worked in um, what counseling centers. I've, I've, uh, I have. I travel a lot. I've been to you know poor countries. I've, I've worked in social work. I mean, it's important to me. People are important and their rights. And yeah. and so I think it's just you know who you are um, yeah. deep down and uh, right. what's important to you and. Puerto Rico is where I was born, and I had no idea that there had been a leprosarium five miles off the coast of San Juan until I was talking to a friend who's from Louisiana, and he really? had just wow. written me. A text, yeah, he just written me a text and said I've just gone by on um, this really crazy old building, and I said, well, where is it, and what's the name, and and it, I can't think of the name of it right this second. But it's it was famous, a famous leprosarium. And, I, and then that made me start thinking, well, gosh, I knew they had them in India. I knew they were in the Philippines. I wonder if there was one in Puerto Rico. And, and there was. <laughs> well, that's, what, re, so that's I, what
0: research comes in, right, to find out things, right? Once you get a thought, that's the good thing about the yeah. Internet because couldn't you go right in and find it then?
1: Uh, not so easy because it's 1926, and there was yeah. there still isn't there are right. a lot of doctorate dissertations um, yeah. on, and they're very helpful, but they're you know they're basically like charts, and this is how many there were there, this is you know male, female, uh, black, right. white, uh, or mulatto, you know there's different kinds of uh, so so there there so you have to read into, you know whatever the research is, you have to internalize it, I think. And it is fiction, obviously, and it's based on facts. So it's it's not easy. It's not easy to write this kind of novel because
0: no. I'm no. also
1: writing about a nun in 1926, and so that's of course during you know before Vatican II, and that's also when the mass was in Latin. So I don't do anything easy. So that's
3: why no, I have taken me so
2: long. <laughs> 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 you know, what we did there was, in fact, sort of what I call walking along roads from experience to fiction. You had to take all that research and turn it into right. language in his yeah. book and realize yeah. that dialogue is not just words between uh, quotation marks. but has a deeper element to it. You know, I think that answers Absolutely. kind of the question were how does one get into that space? Yeah, I think that with, your, with your elements, no, with your knowledge of screenwriting, I know you've come into contact with a lot of of actors, and you know that actors actually internalize the character, sometimes at yeah. the point that they have a hard time getting out of them. You know. Yeah. I mean,
0: mm, yes, I've heard elegant. that. Yeah, I do. I have heard that. Yes, because if it's a really intense part. I think they have a lot of trouble because it becomes part, you know, we all, after we finish a book or whatever, Mm -hmm. a novel, a short, a novella, whatever, part of us is in there Mm -hmm. somewhere, even though we sometimes, and that's one of the hardest things for writers, newer ones, to finally let go, you know, to say, you know, not to be worried, what would someone think of them? Because you put that in a novel, this is your characters Mm -hmm. and this is the meat of the story, and that's what a lot of people are afraid to let go, and so I think a lot of people out there now are just writing what other people write in a different way. They're, they, like, read a story, mm-hmm. and then they change it around and make it, you know, with another name, and they put, you know, and they don't have much feeling in it. It's just there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they don't mm-hmm. feel anything. So I think that's a problem for a lot of newer authors, and I think that's getting... Getting back to the review part, that's the problem mm. The review part is that's always in writers' minds, whether they want to believe it or not you you are mm-hmm. we are putting ourselves out there on everything we do we are and i
1: I think at a certain time you just have to um and i out. i mean you all, you all you both have many many more books than I do I've only got the two and it, it was just such a novelty with the first one, and um like with exhibiting my paintings there you know they don't write reviews, they just come in and you know you you sit down and you're watching all the people look you know from one painting to the next, you may have twenty five right. thirty paintings um yeah. so you really don't get any feedback um, i did I did have a funny situation where I was actually standing behind this older couple. And it was a, a series with children, and the children um, were painted in a way. It was very loose, so there were not a lot of facial features. And I remember the, the gentleman um, kind of elbowing the woman and saying, oh, there's a lot of trauma here. And I thought, yeah. and I just had mm-hmm. to laugh because there, that was not the farthest thing from my mind. Yeah. So, See,
0: that's right. Sometimes you do stuff, right? Sometimes people do stuff and... You know, they do work, and they sometimes, like, if there is a message, but sometimes when you're doing it, you don't know that you're giving a message.
1: Absolutely not. I I, I learned a lot from, from the uh, from the reviews, only that they would say things that never occurred to me. You know, like, this is, uh, I can't think of anyone in particular, but um, I remember Jack said something like, well, this is like a Cinderella story, and, and another woman said, well, this is a story about um, just, you know abuse and feminism and and it was it's just and you think about it and you're like yeah that's right and that's right yeah, sure. <laughs> but you never you didn't write with that intent not always right. anyway
0: no right and i think like like i was saying before about the series i'm watching i doubt when they did this you know when you're when people are watching a series because there's so many of them now and I we talk about this a lot on the shows there's a lot of series now but I mean sometimes it takes you time and now I get it when they are why sometimes at the beginning you go well I don't know and mm. I don't know if I like it and then but a lot of times people don't give it time right like right now the way people are if they don't get you in mm. the first minute like a second it's like they're done mm. and that I think you have to have a beginning middle and end. So I think people just go like, oh, okay, I read two pages, and then they write a review for someone, which is horrible, I've heard. A lot of people come on here and say that. Somebody's looked at Mm. one or two pages and go, this is a terrible book. I mean, that's so unfair because there's so much more. It's beginning, middle, Mm. and end. Okay. You know, Jack. Right. How do you feel about that? What do, when people say to you, because I know it's a question for people. You know, it's not just that first chapter. You got to do that whole book. What do you tell them, Jack?
2: Well, what I do is say, "Well, why didn't you write the goddamn thing?" <laughs> I
0: mean,
3: a, well, that's a good answer. Why don't you write it then? <laughs>
2: you yeah, you write it and see if you can, let's see what you can do with them um, shit. No,
3: then I love really
2: it here, <laughs> to what I would do what I would say. <laughs> that's what I'd say, you know. Yeah. Well, how many books have you
3: written?
0: Perfect. Here's the pen. Yes. Sit serious. down.
2: Yeah, that's the awesome.
0: story that I was talking because about earlier. Even to, even to write a bad book, it takes time, okay? It takes effort. Yeah. <laughs> and and like I used to always, when you listen to the people on TV, if they're giving a, a movie review or something, I'm going like, well, when is, well, you know, they haven't written a screen. It's hard. Any of this is very difficult. You know, just because someone has 100 books, 50 books, every one of them, it's hard. It's not easy.
1: Yeah,
0: It's really, it, it, it takes a lot out of you.
2: It uh, It just doesn't it, come out
0: in one piece.
1: Yeah,
2: it's a tough That's why excessive. the, brain, the recharge excessive. your batteries is a big deal, you know. <laughs> go take the vacation, mm-hmm. take the break, go back, then come back to it. You know, there's a saying, yeah. I think it's from the Little Prince, which said, I think it's in the Little Prince, let's get back to our sheep. Or in Candide, he said, if you want to learn something, go tend your garden. You know, yeah. In other words, yeah. you've got to exactly. let go of the consciousness yeah. and go to the other thing where you can find peace.
0: You know, well, that's like I said totally. at the beginning. Right at the beginning, you said, "Okay, I'm gonna go do you know your art sometimes or something that will get mm-hmm. you back into a mood where you can go right again."
1: Yeah, I, I think it's really important, especially with collage because I don't use scissors. I just you know tear up paper and you know look for colors and textures and 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 it's so disjointed. It could not be any more crazy. I mean, I have. Just boxes, of little pieces of paper. <laughs> used to drive my, my <laughs> crazy, but it it and when it so when it comes together,
2: it's beautiful. Get in there for one thing. The thing about being in the novel, being in the characters. Did you guys mm-hmm. ever read novels by a guy named Jack Higgins? In the sixties and seventies, maybe maybe got into the eighties. He was really well known. He wrote a lot of Mm-mm. Nazi German kinds of things. Mm-hmm. They say mm-hmm. that Jack Higgins, when he was writing a book, would dress up like one of the characters that he was writing about. He would get so deep into it that he wore yeah. the clothes wow. the character was wearing. I consider that wow. his dedication to the craft. Well. You know, letting go wow. of self, not to become the other. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yeah, because I I once had a I show with a couple of okay. people from Vietnam. I had a show with a couple of people from Vietnam. This is many years ago. They wrote books. Okay, the guy I since passed, but he was talking about there. He said when he wrote his story about Vietnam, he the he was like they were the people that he was writing about were sitting in the room with him as he told the story. They were right mm. like with him in his mind. Wow. Of what he mm-hmm. ever- yeah, because you know those were things that you never forget, but those mm-hmm. his characters were all there, like helping him write the story for real, because it was real life, you know, and that's mm-hmm. how he wrote it. they were with him yeah. all the time It is, tr- you know, and that was,
2: that yeah. was awesome. yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. that's it, what the uh, method actor does is discover in the character all the parts of himself that are in that character. Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: How do you bring your experience into the fiction? Well, you don't write about Mm. your experience. What they want you to do as an actor is find the emotion, the base underneath that activity that then gives you this sense of feeling something. And that's what you act on, and that's how the words work. But if you can't let go of your ego enough to get into the Mm. character, it's going to be wooden. And as writers... We're not, we can't be just method actors. We have to be all the characters. We have to. Yes. You have to be the woman. You have to be the husband. You have to be the maid. You have to be the priest. And you have to feel that. Right.
0: That's exactly right. You know, I want, there's one thing I wanted to give. Go ahead. I just wanted to say something about that. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just want to say about there is something, what he meant about emotion. Michael Caine has some, uh, it was, a, I don't know, it was a, I think it's probably now, you can probably get it somewhere online. He had a whole video about acting and writing and how you can write better by just what you said, Jack. That's why I, had a, I couldn't remember. I had to write it down because Michael Caine, he, he has been in so many different movies. And had to do. He's been in hundreds of movies, and he took little parts and big parts. But he was showing people the, how much emotion matters in writing too. The people, mm-hmm. because you're you Absolutely. have to get to that place. I'm sorry, Eleanor. I just because I forgot I would forget about him if I, if I let that go. Yeah. But it's very no, good no, if you can no. find it, Michael. No, can, no, I'm going to see no, if I no, could I look live. for it one of these days.
1: Yeah, I would love to see that
0: i think if if
1: I wrote a quote one time and it was not even a quote, it was something I said in an interview um with with another writer you know we we each had our blogs and we would interview each other in the early days and i I said something and and she actually put it in bold print, and it was it never really made an impact on me until I saw it you know if, if she'd singled it out. And yeah. she, I said something like I can't even remember exactly what I said, but it was basically um, a, a reader wants to be moved, and a writer needs to be moved because yeah. if you don't have the the emotion, the, the, the feel, the depth of despair or joy or um, whatever it is, um, it, it comes out, it, you know, or doesn't come out. You, you can tell when when something is deeply felt um, and some may say well she's just being really dramatic this, you know she's a drama queen well no I don't think so <laughs> I think that no, no. you really yeah things are serious and um, I think you know writing about uh, a leper colony in 1926 is, is not going to be a comedy I can tell you that no, <laughs> but, right, but right. there's still going to be funny moments because life is ridiculous so there yeah. will be yeah. funny little
2: funny moments. I like that line, I like that line. Writing about a leprechaun in 1926 is not going to be a comedy. <laughs> right, The <a> wonderful line. <laughs> that's
3: great. <laughs> that's you got to write that
0: thing. no. no. Yep, yeah. and, and I think people. I think that's. I think that's like when I. I remember when I first started writing like screenplays, and I, I wrote under a man, a male name, and the one of the things was is that you know sometimes you're. You just can't get to the place you need to get, but, you know, you get there some way, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's why when Jack writes with, you know, as women, you know, he writes, he's right in there. We uh, we have to mm-hmm. be in, in that role. So when we're writing a man, yeah. we can't be, and uh, we can't be us. You have to be who that is. Yeah. Exactly. You
2: no, know, the exactly. person, it's there's, the character. It matters. There's a scene there's a scene in uh in Lemon Custard where the character, uh, Olive goes to a nightclub and she uh, is she's a prudish young woman, you know, who's had two children and she's never lived her life to any extent except to make sandwiches for her husband kind mm-hmm. of thing. He meets with this wild woman who takes her to a nightclub. And there's a moment where she goes into the, to the women's room, and she sees herself in the mirror for the first time in her short skirt and her low-cut blouse, and she realizes that she has changed. And in that moment, I, I have to say, I really became her in the sense mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I could That's feel yeah. her changing from this staid farm girl. Mm-hmm. And this, this sexual young woman who's discovering something for the first time, and I remember mm-hmm. writing that scene and actually feeling, feeling it. You know, I could mm-hmm. I didn't get up and dress myself as a woman, but what I did, I could feel her change, actually changing as I was writing right. the words of her standing, looking in the mirror. And I think that's where we have to go as writers. We have to go into yeah. mm-hmm. character. Yeah, uh, I yeah think nice I
0: think and I think for people that are yeah. listening to the show and are new writers, don't be so hard on yourself if you can't get there yet, because mm-hmm. you will. Like, yeah. You can't yeah. win yeah. yeah.
2: there, Marcia. You can't get there yet. You have to work for it. You
0: know, yeah, yeah. Thing, right. so. it's yeah. hard. It's, it's very yeah. hard. Perseverance, you know. Discipline. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted
1: to read a, a passage from Jack Snow Century for Apologies. Because okay. this gives, we were talking about characters, and this is the second paragraph of Chapter One. This is, okay. this is how fast you get into this character. When the okay. knock came, Castle didn't move. A big man might have yanked open the door, but impulsiveness was a luxury only for big men. There are no reckless mice, no slow shrews. Being small had its disadvantages. You were either fast or you were dead. And then someone calls him from outside the door. Castle, not good. They said they'd called. One said, no one said anything about coming to get him. Small animals will fake death. Castle was good at it. Don't move. They They can't see you. Don't breathe. They can't hear your breath castle like any small creature when trapped by the big man froze. Like that right there tells you everything you need to know about this castle. <laughs> yeah. well, well, you know, incredible. but that's,
0: that is, right. That's, you know, but Jack, I, I'm not doing a eulogy on you. I'm just saying that these are the things people don't know about you, that you have helped people get to where they need to be. And right. it, you have. Right. There's just tons of people that you have helped because I know that. And so I think if writers are listening, you know, go over to, you know, your your blog, you know, because I think that's, you know, and you have a new website and, you know, and you are a very deep writer. And I think we can all learn from that. Eleanor and I it's both know that from you. And we, Eleanor yeah. and I have talked about that. have learned things mm-hmm. from you. Many times, and, many times. And, you know, and Jasmina and everybody that knows you knows that, they can get to their place if they allow themselves mm-hmm. but it right. doesn't come one two three it's,
1: and it just shows how with not not a there's hard hard there, there's no description of the man here and yet we already know so right. much about him just from because of how he's talking like, right how he's talking he just, too. Yeah. You know, he's, i mean yeah, this is is matters all of this girl. matters it does matter. but i don't think it does matter.
0: yeah and i think that what Jet teaches everybody is just to go for it. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. Just move it. You know, don't stand exactly. there. Just move That's in
2: a, it. Let go, you know. Absolutely yeah. let go. Go for it. it. Write more than you'll ever use. Go as deep as you can. Take the risk, yeah. you know, jump off the edge of the cliff if you have to. You know. Absolutely. If you're like safe, it'll always sound safe, you know.
0: you got to be Yeah, no right. Out. Yeah, I mean, That's you know, everybody... Yeah everybody can do more than they think they can do. You know, like uh, the Mm -hmm. book uh, Jasmina Sidorowski, she's doing a group of books for success writing about success and you know, God knows Mm -hmm. why I'm in that but she has me in that book anyway. So but I went to a place and I explained my, some of my background that I didn't, people that, people that know me forever didn't know, you know, because it's not about success, it's by, yeah it's about what happened to me like in high school and what didn't, you know, where I could have gone and, yeah, oh, yeah, I went in that and to do it. And I think if there, we didn't, sometimes you have teachers or professors or whatever and they give you bad advice on yourself. Mm. You need to mm-hmm. just sit back and go, no, I will not let that happen to me because you are wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I can do this. And I think, and I have right. that, in that in the book because I didn't, I'm not, because I, I don't know what that success means, you know, and I, you know, she knew I didn't want to do this. She said, just do this. I go, okay, and I oh, did it, but I also, people that didn't know me and people that know me were surprised at some of the stories because who talks about high school and what happened to you, but I never, like, I, have, I know one of my friends said, you know, oh, you need to be, you know, the out of the box, be more adventurous. I'm thinking, adventurous? I'm I have a podcast. <laughs> I didn't even think I ever could do well, that. What I'm writing a book <laughs> who knew I could do this <laughs> seriously. But you know, and it's like don't you don't know what you're capable of doing until you do it. That's right. Yeah. That's I right. I
1: think I think once you commit you find people. It's like it's like almost like and I know it's kinda new agey, but there is a lot I do believe in the synchronicity. Like once I open a window and I commit to something that, which was basically uh, applying not applying, of sending my manuscript in in like it was 2004. I'd never done that before, and I did it, And from yeah. there, I met a woman who was my initial um, uh, book manager, and that's how I met Jack. So had I not taken that leap of faith and leap of crazy right. because it did like right. feel like I was falling up a cliff, I would never have met Jack. Yeah, so there you go. It so I like think you have to be. It's not just synchronicity. You have to put yourself out there, and you have to just yeah. keep going, keep
0: going. And that's why that's yeah. why all the guests that I've had on my shows, I've learned from them. And that's the thing that Me people too. you can learn from people. You don't. We are not born knowing every single thing, so it does take time. Oh, yes. You know to know things, and you meet people along the way that help you. But so take that help. That's yeah. Don't don't, don't just ignore it. Take it. Absolutely. You know, and so I think that's you know I think we'll end the show that way because I think that's really important for people out there to hear people like Jack and hear people like you because you write deep very deep stories. And that you mm-hmm. get to the heart of it. Both of you. Mm-hmm. So I think and that's really not does. every writer can do that. You know, I, and I agree. so I, I think that but that. people listening just go for it. Just push it mm-hmm. out. You yeah, know, it's thing. And if I could, could just congratulate
1: course. Jack as well, if I could congratulate mm-hmm. Jack as well on the yes. 2023 Oscar Grand
0: Prize, the Honorable Mention, I think that is yes. fabulous
1: news. I think everyone
0: should know. I that. think it's wonderful, <laughs> and I might add that Jack said he won a little award. I go like, what are you kidding me? A little, a little award. award. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not a little so words. I think you know, and
0: and honestly, I think you know. Listen to people out there that have been there, done that, and nobody is ever, uh, you know. We all need to learn
1: yeah. about
0: ourselves Absolutely. and how yeah. far we can push ourselves. You know, and Definitely. that's why, right? And that's why people out there just keep writing. Do not stop because you think you're not good enough. That's not a good reason. You can get better. And even
1: if you're having a bad time, because I've certainly had a couple iffy moments in the last two years, (laughs) but you know what happens when they're iffy and challenging moments. Yeah. They actually helped me finish one chapter that I had been just, it was just a nightmare. I couldn't get there. And not until I put myself in that situation did I understand the character and thought, ah, this
0: is why you did that. (laughs) Yes, that's so exactly right. That you know, because it, it happens. You it all. You know, and on the yeah, show page, I have Yeah, I have Eleanor's books and Jack, you can click on the page of uh on the show page, Jack's and Eleanor's their books. You could just click the link and then you'll you'll get you to where you need to go. To find your work cuz you is. both are very different writers. You're very intense and mm-hmm. and I think that's good. And you go for it. Yeah. So Absolutely. you for always
1: thank you. And thank you for always supporting writers and screenwriters, everyone in Creative Field. Marcia, yours was the first podcast I'd ever been on and I was very frightened. I'm an introvert and I love coming on your show.
0: So (laughs) thank you. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And Jack, any last words, Jack?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, my last, last words would be, keep writing, you never know what's right. going to come out, let it go. know, Natalie says, Hope empty the vault every time. It always can be refilled with everything you've got. And make, and make thing
0: friends thing with people I from out Helen, here.
2: from Ellen yeah, She wrote a collection of stories called, I Can't Get You Close Enough. And in that she has a preface, an introduction, where she says, Make every character you're writing strong enough to be the protagonist of your next work.
0: Yes. Oh, that's I a good, love that's that. good advice. That's good advice. I forgot
2: yes, that one. That is
0: important. That's a good one. Wow. That's good. That's, yep. that's important. That's good. Mm. Yep, it, that definitely is. And so that's good news for everybody out there. If you have a thought of what you're going to do next, pick something, pick that some character you really liked in the book you're writing, and then move on. With that care mm-hmm. That's good Eleanor absolutely. Any last words Yeah No I I I'm, well
2: I'm
0: going to
3: have to hang up now <laughs>
2: This has been great Thank you so much Marcia I enjoyed it Thank
0: you Oh absolutely okay. And we will have you both on again Thank you so much And everybody, everybody Have a good safe Fourth of July And be safe okay. thank, you. You thank
1: you You too Thank you Take
0: care Bye bye You're welcome Bye bye